Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Secret Lives of Chiropractors. I am so excited because I have one of the most controversial chiropractors. I mean, I know we've had some really controversial chiropractors on here and a lot of controversial and juicy conversations, but today I have Dr. Ben Tapper. He is from Nebraska and um, he first gained national attention after a video of him speaking at an Omaha City Council meeting in response to the mask mandate. Um, that went viral. He's had uh, three, four million reach on social media. And then, of course, he's gotten taken down. And uh, he speaks against, continues to speak against uh, the MSM COVID-19 fear-mongering whole scandemic that's been going on for a while now that we're familiar with. And uh, he's got a documentary, a movie coming up. He, he's just a mover and shaker, not just inside a chiropractic, but really uh, making some waves outside. So I am super excited to have Dr. Ben Tapper on here. And we have an, not only is he unconventional outside the box thinker, but we're gonna start this episode unconventionally. Here you have. Hey, welcome. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Thank you for being. Yeah, thank you for being on the show, Ben. Tell me about this song. You said you were saying something about the song. Um, yeah, that was a variation. That was an extended. All right. Hello, everybody. I am so excited because today on Secret Lives of Chiropractors, I've got one of the most controversial, perhaps, chiropractors in um, not just chiropractic, but really he's making some waves outside of chiropractic for our nation, for the world, really for humanity. So super excited to have Dr. Ben Tapper. I know we've had some controversial conversations here. We've got some controversial chiropractors on here, but, but Ben, I think takes the cake for really going outside the box. He first gained national attention after a video of him uh, went viral in which he speaks at the Omaha City Center uh, City Council meeting in response to the mask mandate. And that video goes viral. I hate to have to say this because I feel like now I'm going to get filtered, but (laughs) Dr. Tapper continues to speak out uh, against the MSM uh, COVID-19, the whole scandemic thing that has been going on. And uh, he's gone from having national reach of three to four million people on social media and then, of course, getting shut down. So I am super excited to get to know him. And as unconventional and out of the box as he is, we're going to start today's episode with a little kind of a different intro. Here you have Ben Tapper. little hillbilly intro for you. (laughs) 
Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's about to get more fun. So tell me, you were saying something about the song before we got recording. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I was just waiting around for our film crew during the our, the uh, filming of uh, our movie. And uh, I was sitting actually in my living room here and I was just pl- plucking around my banjo. They're like, oh, man, that'd be really cool for the intro. And I said, OK, well, I wrote this little riff. Let's play it. And it worked out great. So I love what Billy DeMoss had to say. He's like, man, it, you know, that was really cool that you had that in the beginning of the film because it just made you feel like a real person. It just made you feel, you know, made the audience feel like, a, you know, that you are a real, real person. So I thought that was a cool compliment. So. That is a really cool compliment. And and uh, to piggyback on that, that's the whole reason I started Secret Lives of Chiropractors because I know you have a lot of social reach. So does Billy DeMoss, so does Crisano and a whole bunch of other leaders in our, in our profession. Um, however, it's really nice to get to know you guys on a human level. So this is why we have Secret Lives of Chiropractors. So tell us, tell me about the movie. I, I, I'm interested in what is the movie cover? What was the inspiration of it and, and all of that? Well, this was a film that basically, uh, you know, it was more of a uh, my conviction that led me to do the film. I had so much to say, and I feel like we still have so much to say. That's why we're actually working on another documentary. We're going to do another docuseries here that we haven't really launched yet, but it's it's coming out. We're working on it. We're casting vision. We're trying to get networking. And this one's going to be a huge, huge docuseries. You know, the biggest thing is, is it's just a continuation of what the work I've been doing, trying to get the word out. I mean, you know, I am a chiropractor and I've always will be a chiropractor no matter what. And I come from a family of chiropractors. But it, it was this whole thing is 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 full of tyranny, this whole movement. I mean, the allopathic realm, it's, you know, the allopathic realm serves a purpose. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for drugs and surgery. And I'm not here just to con- constantly blast drugs and surgery. I'm not here to blast physicians. But you know the 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 true physicians are the grad are the uh, the practicing physicians, and the practicing physicians are, are what graduates the true physicians, and that's what it's all about. And we're not listening to doctors in the field; we're listening to administrative doctors that are pushing an agenda. And so you know, but if you fast or rewind years ago, like my dad spoke out against the vaccine world for many years, and he just passed that baton on to me. And so I've been studying this in this realm for many years. I've become an expert in the field of vaccination. And it's not like, because I, I I don't even know, I I just assumed that most chiros knew this information or they would go into this information, but I realized, oh my gosh, I am outside the box. I am. So I am a real minority here in in the field. And, you know, I just happened to study it, uh, you know, how it's affecting the nervous system. And it's really affecting the nervous system in a bigger way than than 99.999% of the population even realize. Mm-hmm. And the stuff, the information that I have really would debunk the whole philosophy and foundation that uh, the vaccine uh, philosophy is built on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they are on a, they built their house on, uh, you know, sand yeah. and it's, you know, and it's, 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 there's a major philosophical foundational flaw and that's prior to 2020. I mean, we've been talking about this for many years. And you go back to the Spanish flu, B.J. Palmer wrote about it. He wrote mm-hmm. about the propaganda, the manipulation of data. He talked about how they're trying to be push the influenza vaccine back during the Spanish flu. I mm-hmm. mean, this is it, it is deja vu from 100 years ago. And the soil that uh, was rich 100 years ago for chiropractic to sprout is, is rich today. 
And yeah. that's the thing, these chiropractors, and I pray that your, your chiropractor watching, listen to this, I pray that you are inspired and encouraged because right now the people are starving for what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And there's so much richness in the soil for chiropractic philosophy to sprout. We just have to be courageous and bold enough to speak the message and not be afraid of persecution. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, if anybody learns anything from my story, my testimony is to not be up to fear persecution. I mean, yes, it, it sucks. I've been deleted six times off Instagram. I lost my three to 4 million people a month on Instagram. My Venmo has been taken. My money's been taken. My PayPal has been permanently banned. Um, my, I'm permanently banned off Twitter. I'm permanently banned off YouTube. I'm permanently banned off TikTok. My house was broken into. My truck was vandalized. My office was vandalized. I mean, it's like, yes, people think I'm crazy. I'm a loon. I got called out in the media, make global news. It's like, Keep coming at me. All I'm doing is speaking the truth, and all you're doing is fueling my fire. Because I believe that the Bible says when we are persecuted, we should be thankful. And like, okay, sounds like I'm on the right track here. <laughs> like mm-hmm. as crazy as that sounds, and out of the box that sounds, I think I'm. You know, all I'm doing is speaking from my heart, my conviction. So when you ask what is that inspiration, I, I hope I answered that question because it's my convictions that are greater than my fear of persecution. It's my convictions that are greater than my fear of, you know, what my neighbors might think of me. It's my convictions that's greater than my complacency. Mm. And that's that's what it's all about, Tyros. What do you think convicted BJ? Have you read his Spanish flu articles? It's like, it is mind-blowing. It is the most entertaining thing you'll read if you like the if you like that stuff. If you're a chiropractor, mm-hmm. crying out loud, read it, docs. I can send it to you. I can send you a link. You can send it out to people. I printed out the whole article. I was like, look at this. BJ wrote, does the mask, does the hawk pants keep out mosquitoes? He said that direct quote from BJ. I'm like, oh my gosh, like all this stuff is literally repeating itself. And so hence the time is now. The time is now. Okay. So that is incredible, first of all. And you've had all these things come at you and you're like, whatever, come at me. Come at me, me, right? So here's here's what I'm interested in. You, this is way outside the box. Is it not only outside the box? Of course, it's outside the box in uh, the general population, but even like you mentioned, inside of chiropractic, how many chiropractors talk about, uh, you know, this stuff with their patients, how many chiropractors are getting vaccinated, how many chiropractors kept their, closed their doors or kept their doors open, all of this, right? So it's, it's way outside the box. Now, I'm going to come back to that concept in just a second. But let's go back to your childhood. You mentioned that your dad, uh, I'm assuming he's a chiropractor. Yeah. And yes. he, and he um, taught he talked against vaccines and things like that. So you had that as an example. But also, what was Ben like as a five-year-old, as a six-year-old, as a young child? Like, well, how did you become so such a big rebel? Of course, chiropractic was a big piece of it, but what else in your childhood like fueled this this vision, this this uh, what is now conviction in speaking the truth? Like, what was that like? Well, when I was young, at five years old, you know, we grew up in the country. We grew up way out in the woods, or you know on an acreage, not necessarily the woods, we had woods, but we were in the middle of like Lois Hills area. And we, we grew up on about 50 or 60 acres, but we were surrounded by 2000 acres of CRP land. You know, my dad would go to work and, and my brother and I were home. And, you know, when I was five, like I was free to do whatever I wanted. I had a, you know, I was, 
I would settle up a horse and my mom and dad be like, come, my mom would say, well, come back at dark. You know, we would ride horses, just my brother and I, we were like little cowboys and we would just ride all day. And those poor horses, it would be in the middle of summer and we'd run them hard as can be and sprint them and to pure exhaustion. And then we just walk the fields. And it was like, it was, I look back and it was like a dream. Mm. And, I look, and I look at my five-year-old going, oh my gosh, can I, I would never imagine just like come back at dark, put him on a horse, give him a 22 rifle and say, see ya. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like what we grew up doing. We grew up, I mean, my brother and I would shoot rabbits all the time and shoot birds and we'd line them up and say, Hey dad, look at what, look at our kill today. And he'd be like, what the heck? And you know, we would tan the rabbit's hides and hang them on the wall. We didn't tan it properly, but we just tan the hide. So it would preserve it is a better word, but we'd hang the furs on the wall. And, but you know, that's, that was like my childhood growing up and I grew up in a chiropractic household. So uh-huh. like my dad would just get adjusted here, get adjusted. If I was sick, take some acidophilus and zinc. Here you go. Get adjusted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we did. I remember having like 106, uh, temp. My dad, they never interfered with it. They just gave me zinc rest and fluids and said, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We trusted the body's innate and we didn't like, you know, we didn't, uh, give into the fear mongering and, and uh, growing up, my mom and dad would always, you know, they would tell me like, Hey, if someone asked if you're vaccinated, just say, yeah, but don't say anything. I'm like, you're t- teaching me to lie. Like, what's the big deal about that? You know? And, and then eventually I realized how, uh, you know, uh, how big of a minority I was outside the box. Again, I mean, I've never received a shot in my life mm-hmm. and, you know, and, uh, that, that curiosity just grew. I should say that maybe the convictions are, that's where it started, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in middle school, you know, wondering why am I the only one here that's not immunized and why is it such a big deal that I have to lie about it? Mm-hmm. And it's so that kind of that conviction grew. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like lying. I don't want to cover it up and hide from it. I'm going to freaking, you know, the Bible says don't light cover a lamp. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to put on the, on the hill for all to see. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm standing on the hill trying to shine bright as possible because there's a better way out there. You know, mm-hmm. we've been lied to, you know, um, my boy just showed me a quote in a book he was reading, you know, right is right. And it doesn't matter if, if everybody um, isn't doing it and wrong is wrong. And it, it doesn't matter if everybody's doing it. It's like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where again, it's the, the masses have been deceived Sure. And when it comes to health and it, that's why I believe chiropractors are the doctors of the future. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it might not be, you might not be the best technician as a chiropractor or the best adjuster, but really we have the best of the best philosophy and foundation when it comes to true health and science. Mm-hmm. And that is the, 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 the sacred truth. And that is the best thing we can take to the world and the profession and to educate. And once you do that and become an effective communicator to your patients and care, sincerely care about them to give them the truth, your convictions will overflow and you'll be a referral-based practice doctor. That's the thing. We don't need to, to heavily base our funds on marketing, focus on that, what your passions are, your convictions, and then care for the people. And that, that is your marketing. That's what's going to bring you people. And uh, I don't know if I answered your question. Sorry, I had a lot of coffee this morning and I'm probably rambling on here. But <laughs> No, you did. You did well. 
So um, how does how, was this conviction always there? Because I know there are chiropractors that are listening, whether it's that they're struggling in their practice or they have a successful practice, but they wouldn't necessarily go out and do what you are doing, right? Like, so has the conviction always been there? Have you had self-doubt in this process? Oh. Was it something you built up? Like, tell me about that. Oh. I want to, I want to hear, Ben, I want to hear how you struggled throughout this process as you became Ben Tapper version of yourself that it is right now. What was the struggle getting to here? Because I think a lot of people will relate to that. There's a lot of struggles. I mean, I sold my clinic six months ago. Mm. I'm looking to start another clinic here very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also, you know, a wise man has many um, streams of income. And so, you know, the wellness point, I owned it for 10 years. It was my main stream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a referral-based practice. I didn't spend, um, for the last three years, four years, I didn't spend any money on marketing. It was a referral-based practice. And, you know, it was on easy street. I, you know, we had a constant, uh, we had a strong patient base. You know, I was seeing over 200 some people a week. I was making a good living. Uh, I only worked three and a half days a week in the office. Uh, but it became very stressful when I started speaking out, mm. uh, you know, I lost patients and honestly, to be a hundred percent honest, I, I put a lot on the line by speaking out. You did. I, I'm not saying that to be like, oh, you know, trying to brag or get attention or maybe get sympathy. I'm just telling you the real reality of the situation. I sacrificed everything mm-hmm. by speaking out. I sacrificed my reputation. I sacrificed mm-hmm. my practice. I sacrificed my home, my friendships, my family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything. And um, I lost a ton of patients speaking out. In fact, one of my patients who was a lifelong patient of mine wrote me a letter um, because the speech was on a live feed on the local news here. And within minutes of me speaking, she said, I can't believe, uh, basically you've abandoned science and I will no longer ever go to the wellness point. And mm-hmm. then all these one-star reviews are coming in and I've never had a negative star negative review ever in the clinic, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't care. I knew that I was heading into rough waters and mm-hmm. I told my staff, I said, we're going to batten down the hatches and we're going to be heading into these rough waters, but we are not going to waver from our stance. We are not going to dilute our convictions. We're not going to dilute our beliefs and we are going to head full speed ahead. We're not going to comply to the nonsense, this tyranny. We're not going to wear a mask. We're not going to do six feet apart. We're not going to put stickers on the floor. We are going to be a light in the darkness and we're going to stand our ground here and be uh, and speak truth here. So we lost a third of our practice. Mm, wow! But then, but then, I spoke out. I was starting to speak out, and then it was like boom, boom, boom. The office was just exploding, just growing. And you know, I um, and there was like one month where we had like sixty new patients. It was insane. Wow! And you know, that's that's a lot for a referral based practice. I'm kind of a good old boy. I was happy with what I wanted. I told my staff I need to cap my visits a week, yeah. but my I was working harder outside the office than I was in the office. My life at home was just like just chaos. I lost some of my best friends. They thought I was a loon. I had some of the people that like I played on a worship team and like people I you know, and some of the people there were like, man, you're so lost. I feel embarrassed for you. And mm-hmm. like, so there you said doubt. I doubted a lot. I'm like, am I doing the right thing here? Yeah. Am I 
am I am I wrong for making such a strong stance here? Am I wrong for wanting to speak the truth or what I believe to be true? And are my convictions wrong? Am I in error? Like I I, I ask that. Like am I am I pushing people away? You know, mm-hmm. and and so you know. And then I've had people that I, I trust their opinion, like, you know, well, you really should just put a mask on. Just if they feel uncomfortable, you should put a mask on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm in the unique position, this, this, you know, the, the, where I stand in the health field, I cannot do that. Yeah. Like, I just feel so convicted. So, you know, it was very stressful. I became very bitter. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about, you know, like a lot of, like some of my best friends, like, dude, I haven't seen you laugh or smile a long time. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? I haven't. And it's because I feel like we're in a war. We yeah. are in a war here. And uh, I could care. I couldn't care less about sports, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unless it's foosball or bowling, but you know, anyway, just kidding. But, uh, but I don't follow the sport narrative. I don't watch television. I mean, I, I sit and I read, I listen to audiobooks, I play music and in my free time and I spend time with my family and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have time for television. But, uh, but just the hardships that I went through, like, I don't want to just be so focused on the doom and gloom and the negatives, but it just shows you where I went through. I was, I, I did have doubts, um, you know, then how did you, sorry to interrupt. How did you overcome them? Cause I can picture like going through that process and sitting there and being like, I don't have the support that you normally would be like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm talking about the right things. I have conviction about I'm telling the truth yet there. And there are people that don't, don't understand the truth, right? It's not, they don't have light on it. So they're like, Oh, you're lying or you're putting people in danger and things like that. So that's one category of people, but then there are, which I think is more difficult. There are categories of people where they're like, I know you're speaking the truth, but don't do it. Right. And and then not having the support system, people that you would think to, you know, and I'm sure you had people in your life that supported you. But how did you overcome all of that to be like, nope, I'm going to move forward? What was like the secret sauce? To be honest with you, I'm it, I view this as spiritual warfare. Mm. You know, I look through the lenses as a as Christian lenses, and mm-hmm. like when you have, uh, I mean, you have the ACIP. Um, mm-hmm early on in 2019 say they can't force vaccinating force compliance mm-hmm. all these words that just basically make you like comply 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 conform conform mm-hmm. conform and you know that to me is a red flag to conform the government is trying to give verbiage to hint towards conformity you know we need to sit back and reflect and, yeah. and discern that but my secret sauce is uh, the good Lord. And I'm not, I'm just going to be honest because, you know, I view this, um, I view chiropractic and what I do as a ministry. Mm-hmm. And am I perfect? No. Am I a man in need of constant grace? Absolutely. But I do feel like um, this is hundred percent spiritual. And when you have the El Salvador Jesus statue and it says, you know, vaccine saves, when we have homeschool curriculums that talk about how great the vaccines are and there are miracles from God, these are all golden calves to me. It's like, these are, these are like false idols. And it's, it's, it's a hundred percent spiritual at that point to me. Like you put, you're putting your faith in false idols and 
you know, there's a Psalm 91, which I love is, is great. And it's like, it's a, you know, there's no plague that'll come near your home. And, you know, we, we don't need to fear. And, and, and that's the thing. It's, I would, I was trying to bring hope to the hopeless and hope is the most powerful drug there is. And that's the only hope that the chiropractic profession should bring to the docs. I mean, look at Palmer's um, he had the beacon for crying out loud, bringing the light to the darkness, doctors. Don't we understand the profession we're in? This is a holistic profession. And when I hear that holistic, it's a holy, it's a ministry. It's like we are ministering to the people by giving them hope and inspiring them and showing them the light, hence the beacon. And that's to me what it's all about, bringing the light to the darkness. And no, and if not us, then who? Right. Yeah. That's the secret sauce. That's where my conviction comes from. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, Fred Barge said that fear is the fire that fuels the furnace of disease. And when you are fearing something to that caliber, you almost surrender to it. You conform, you comply. And to me, that's, that's not what we're going to do. We are not going to cower to earthly masters or bend to any threat. Mm-hmm. Our, our role is to stand firm and and that's basically what I did in my office. Got it. Yep. Okay. Um, awesome. Thank you. And what about any regrets in this process? And I know people, most people, their first response is, I don't have any regrets, but what would you have done differently knowing what you know now, either to have more impact or whatever the case, like what would you have done differently in this process? Um, that's a good question. You know, I... You know, I would have probably, I don't know, maybe even got louder. Mm. I look back knowing, you know, because there was there would be no no doubt even. Mm. You know, I feel more convicted now than ever before. And I'm just kind of right now, I'm just kind of like, well, I told you so. Attitude. Right. You know, when do I wrap my vehicle and I told you so? You know what I mean? And and but it's if the if I could go back, I would get louder and speak more boldly than I did. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's good. And so um, what is, what are you up to now? What's been, t- so you sold your practice. Yep. I'm starting. Yeah. To practice. Yep. So I sold my clinic and I'm looking at starting another clinic here, but you know, my goal is, is not to practice. Cause I, I have to, yeah. uh, my goal is to practice cause I want to, okay. uh, you know, and I'm, I'm really close to being there, but you know, I, I'm starting a mushroom farm. Uh, I live in the woods. And so I bought the, I bought a cabin in the woods last year. So I live. Hold on. Let me clarify. What kinds of mushrooms? (laughs) (laughs) Are we, is, is, is Billy DeMoss going to watch this? Yeah. He's already been on the show. We already talked about mushrooms. That's why. Yeah. So, you know, Billy used to grow mushrooms. I know he talked about it on the show. He grew some good, yeah, he told me about that. Because I told him I'm growing a mushroom farm and he asked me the same thing. Psilocybins? I said, no. <laughs> I'm growing lion's mane, turkey tail, chicken in the woods, reishi, olive oyster mushrooms. I inoculated. So it's kind of funny. So I bought this acreage with my plan of I'm going to homestead full time, right? Yeah. I'm going to homestead. That's all I'm going to do. Uh, that's all I want to do. I don't care. I'm unplugging from the world. I'm going to grow my hair out, grow my beard out, never shave again, which I already <laughs> Yeah. And don't even care. Like I, I'm just gonna wear sweatpants and slippers around the house. Don't even care. I actually, I got my slippers on right now. If you can see it. There you go. Yeah. Those good looking legs right there. So anyway, you know, I, the Ben Tapper now is just, 
I go up and check, wait for the mailman um, in slippers. I still do these podcasts. I do a lot. People ask me a lot. I speak when I, you know, it depends on um, the, my availability and if I want to travel or not. And if they pay me, I'll say yes to these mm-hmm. events. Uh, but I'm starting a mushroom farm, starting to practice. And yeah. So the, okay. what I'm going to say is I've been brainstorming ideas on how to, uh, you know, I've, to grow greenhouses and our uh, microgreens and, and stuff in my property. And I was like researching uh, greenhouses and uh, there's a homeboy in, in uh, Nebraska named Russ Finch. He's 97 years old. He's grown oranges in Nebraska and the, the uh, agricultural world made fun of him until he started growing like tropical fruits in Nebraska. And he's been doing it for 30 years. So I went to go visit him, took the kids there. And I'm like, dude, he's an awesome dude. So uh, I found out that there's a better way of growing um, different, uh, you know, you don't have to use Russ Finch's model, but there's a, a greenhouse called the Wallapini. So, okay. and uh, anyway, I called this field and forest company. I said, listen, I really want to get into the mushroom farming, but the, my downfall is I, I have like 90 something percent of my trees are oaks. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow you are a complete newbie because oaks are like the best tree for for mushrooms. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This is like a total godsend. So I got really excited, Mm -hmm. cut down uh, six oak trees. I inoculated a ton of logs. Um, I'm going to be inoculating 300 logs come uh, uh, fall here. So, okay. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Yes. Yep. And I got bees, I got uh, uh, fruit trees. And so, yeah. That's awesome. That's incredible. And um, so what's, uh, I know you have your movie, which we can, if there's a link or something, we can put it in the show notes, but how else can people get in touch with you? <laughs> like, can we find you on social media? What's, right, right. Yeah, what's the deal? How do we, how do we learn more about Ben Tapper? Well, if you can find me, there was a, you know, it all depends. Uh, sometimes when you search my name, it doesn't even pop up in these social media places. And then wow, you can- they like totally just made you disappear, huh? Oh yeah. You know, within an hour of the president calling, uh, it was funny cause it was like the same day Billy DeMoss and I did an Instagram live, but like, so he was either the live or the president. It was, it was probably a bad day to do a, a Instagram live with Billy DeMoss. Uh-huh. The president called us out on national television. Like he's disinformation. What? Cause well, I was labeled as disinformation does and hence my shirt. More than oh that. yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. I saw that. Okay. I was part of this. Disinformation. Tell everybody, I'm sorry to interrupt, but tell everybody because not everybody knows what's up with that. Well, after a month or two after that video went viral of me speaking, um, this article came out that said, I'm responsible. Like I'm one of 12 people responsible for um, 65% of the misinformation regarding vaccinations online. I thought that was pretty comical. A little BH tap or yahoo.com. Um, is part of this 65%, you know, nobody knew who I was prior to, to, to that video. And then they labeled me this. And so, um, but anyway, uh, I did it. So the president said, you know, Facebook isn't killing people. These 12 people are killing people and we need to take them down offline. Well, then that same day, they, all my social media was deleted. Mm. So it was tough because we were raising money for documentary and then, uh, PayPal seized our accounts, took the money, Venmo seized our accounts. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I got deleted. I got permanently banned off TikTok. I did one video on TikTok. I got permanently banned for life. One yeah. video, one video. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, it, and Twitter deleted me, permanently banned me from Twitter. So how do people find you? Like, you- Oh, yeah. I, I, just certain, I, good luck. Good luck. 
<laughs> there you go. Search my name. If there's a will, there's 40 ways. You can find me on Facebook, send me a friend request, but I think I max out on there. I have another account. You can send me a message there on yeah. Dr. Ben Tapper on Instagram. If it pops up, great. You know? Yeah. What about your movie? Can, can, is it yeah. ready to, can we watch it or what's the yeah, deal? Go to the, go to the time is now dot movie uh, and watch it. And Perfect. if you want to support us, you can donate on the link. That would be awesome. Uh, we do have exclusive content. If you donate, we will send you like hours of hours of interviews. Uh, we'd love for the, if you guys to donate, that'd be amazing. So, but uh, yeah, this is going to help us continue our projects and our docu, our, our docu series, get more information out. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we don't do this for prosperity. We're trying to do this to get the truth out there to the people. And, and that's what it's all about. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you so, so much for uh, giving me your time. I know you're super busy, so I appreciate you sitting down with me for this um, episode. Loved getting to know you and seeing your passion and your conviction come through. And I know 100% that somebody who listened in is going to do better as a result of this conversation. So I appreciate that. Well, good. Well, thank you. And you know, I, I almost laugh. I'm like, I can't be too busy. I'm in slippers, right? So it's like, but yes, I am a busy guy. I, I work uh, behind the, the screens a lot. So, but anyway, thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on. And, and I hope, uh, you know, Cairo's listening. I just pray that they, you guys were inspired. So. Yeah, absolutely. I know that that was the case for sure. Thank you, Ben Tapper. And thank you everyone for watching or listening and um, stay tuned for the next episode of Secret Lives of Chiropractors. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.